that's right, uh I finesse my way into this game like left, right, uh Up, down, fuck you saying, what's that check, right, uh Bust downs for the whole team, what it look like, uh And shit, you could tell me Let me get to these facts Ain't no more dancing around it Everybody got that work Somehow I really doubt it Doubt it What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Competent Conversations podcast. My name is Rashard Neal. I'm here with my co-host, Taquan Lino, and we got a special guest. You want to introduce yourself, bro? Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Bud, Chef James, or well, Chef Bud, but my name is James. There we go. There we, go. <laughs> we actually, we actually Taquan and I have known Bud since high school, always been cool, cool people. And, you know, as we've been growing as, as young men in this world, we kind of been asserting ourselves in our different ways where we've gone different routes. So we're all, we all embrace the entrepreneur journey and that's mm-hmm. kind of where we are now. And that's like the dialogue, how it all came up was like trying to find that common ground and share ideas. And we just hope that you as the listener listening to this conversation could get something from it in your own journey, in your own right. And, um, we just hope you enjoy it. So, uh, so, Bud, I want to ask you, like, first of all, how long has Bud's Kitchen been around? So, um, I guess, like, legally, <laughs> I want to say like, a couple of months. Like, it has, uh, I just, like, got my, uh, my, uh, my LLC this year. Okay. But, um, honestly, like, <laughs> I've been selling food out of my crib for, like, two years. And then I, like, stopped because I was like, all right, I got to do something. And then... The more I was doing it, I started hating work more and more. So I was like, All right, something got to change. You know what I'm saying? So. No, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Because, like, first of all, I respect the hustle of, like, even before you made it a legal thing, you were like, listen, I know what I want to do. That definiteness of purpose, that is essential, I feel like, in any type of endeavor that someone wants to take up. But where you said, which I know Taquan can relate to, too, is... Uh, the more you started doing what you love, you started hating your job even more. Like, bro, I can't tell you how much I experienced that. Like, every time I went into a job, it felt like I was going into, like, slavery. Like, maybe that's, you know, harsh terms for the times we going through, but, like, it was bad. Like, I just felt like I'm I'm obligated to wake... Someone else dictates my life, practically. You dictate my schedule. You dictate when I'm available. If I can take a vacation, it's like, can I please take vacation on these couple of days? And and I'm going there to do something I don't even necessarily love. Like, this is not something that I came up with or thought of or created. And everyone may not have that desire to be like an entrepreneur where you have to create everything. But some people do. And I just have, I feel like, a vision for myself. And I think we each do in our own respective way mm-hmm. that it's like, if I'm not able to do that, it's like, it's almost like I don't have air. Like, I'm suffocating if I can't put my imprint on this earth like this is we all got unique mm-hmm. fingerprints for a reason this is this is the reason why you know we were created for a reason and that's our purpose so if we can't embody that purpose it's like not having life and i, I kind of don't even want to say like i hated my job more and more but it was the like the fact that like jobs are tricky because like you can grow within a company but mm-hmm. like you have to like plan that shit out too you know what i'm saying like you got to right. be like all right I can't be too good at this position because they just gonna keep me here because can't nobody else hold this spot down. So mm-hmm. I gotta like make it look like I don't know what I'm doing to a point where like they move me up because it's a little bit slower on this side, but it's also on the next level. You know, that was my problem, bro. Like it was like it was like, bro, like 
So like it was about four stations. Like the garmo, all the uh, like the cold food, the salads and the um, uh, salads and desserts and stuff like that. And then you got sides, which every entree has a side, so you're constantly moving. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to get a salad. You don't have to get a dessert. Most people don't get the dessert, but like you go, you want a steak, you want mac and cheese, or you want broccoli, or you want something to go with it, and right. then. On the next station is uh is um like the saute station. So you make all the sauces and the salmon and all the seafood and the grill station with all the steaks and the proteins and stuff like that. So it's like if you're on sides and you can handle it, they're like, Oh shit, we got it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, stuck. Yeah. You stuck. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they trapped you, man. They trapped you. And then I like with that, I kind of feel like I was a number instead of like me like actually like i guess like honing some value for the company like right right they kept me there because i was good there and the staff that we had couldn't keep up but at mm -hmm. the same time that was like holding me back and that's what i was getting upset with because mm -hmm. i could still be learning more shit but at the end of the day like you're keeping me here so it's kind of like if you're not going to help me grow i got to force myself to grow so i quit right so like a lot of times a lot of times you work at the company and they have implied value on you. So pretty much what that means is like when you are good at your job, they give you more hours. You know, you go out for a smoke break, they give you like an extra smoke break. They give you a little something to help you cope with the position more, even though they lean on you heavier. They may say, oh, yeah, you did a good job today. They may say that once every week to kind of keep you in that, in that rhythm of like, yeah, yeah, they need me around here. But well, it's all a trap. The best yeah, thing yeah, yeah. you get a job is don't say a word. Mm -hmm. Just do your job, smile, go home right. every day and just do it and then get better and better at your job. But don't mm -hmm. get into the whole I'm here to socialize like, no, like mm -hmm. see who comes to you and then you just work your way around that. But then the, yeah. the thing about that is like the boss will never know your intentions, So he's always going to interact with you. You know what I mean? 48 so laws of power. Yeah. You have to make them mm -hmm. come to you instead of like. I like I that should change my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You gotta make sure. them come to you. And they think they could put you in any predicament that they want. Like, oh, he's he's a nice who we, we chop it up. So now you're gonna feel more you're gonna be more inclined to mix up the business with pleasure. Like if you can't, if you really don't feel like working a certain day or you can't come in a certain day, but you're really cool with your boss, you're gonna start sacrificing stuff. Yeah, but they're never gonna give that to you in return. Like you mm -hmm. think that because you came in like a day when they called you in that, you know, if you call out one of the days, they're going to be perfectly fine with that. Or like um, just like no. the moment that you are not the means anymore to the end, you're, you're disposable pretty much. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're thinking about getting another job or you start working two jobs and you work less hours there, they're going to give you less love in a sense. Like maybe mm -hmm. some jobs people have experiences. Oh, I've been here eight years and maybe that's a little different. But like. It's uh, all game. They put that yeah. face on to make you feel comfortable to get the job done that I need you to do. But if you tell me that you got a personal situation, and not most jobs, you know, maybe not all, but most jobs are going to be like, that ain't my problem. Like, oh, you still got to be here. Like, I remember times when I lived in the Poconos, it'd be, I'll be damn near snowed in. I, it'd be a damn avalanche coming in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, yeah, like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it in today. Okay, cool. What time are you going to be here? Did you not hear that? <laughs> like, I just said, like, I'm about, I'm stuck behind three cars. I've seen two cars down the hill in a jam. Like, I'm not coming out. Like, they don't care about that, bro. They don't that's care. another thing, too. Like, that's another thing that made me want to start my own business. Like, 
I wanted to actually like create a company where like I kind of care, like you know what I mean, like right, like, right. Got, Same here. If I gotta feed fifty people and you absolutely cannot make it, then I just gotta feed fifty people. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. okay with that because you but, love it. Yeah, but I'm not okay with like finding ways around it. Like just be honest with me. Be like, yo, like I ain't trying to come in today. Like that's cool, but yeah. can you at least? Help me set up, do this, do this, do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I care yeah. about your personal life. Maybe you're stressed. Yeah. Maybe because that, like, I honestly think that most jobs don't really care about your mental health either. You know what I'm no. saying? Yeah, you, get to, you, you get to establish your own values, like, yeah. and make that imprint throughout the company. Yeah. And if you're not with this program, then you can now. leave. Yeah. And, like, it, it may not show now, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I really want to show people that, like, Bud's Kitchen is where love lives. You know what I mean? Like, That's I really care like about the people that I'm serving. I care about the people that I want to be on my team. You know what I mean? Like, even, like, I had a one, like, I had one boy, he was helping me do, like, pop-ups and stuff, but I had to stop working with him because his personal life was literally, like, just too negative for mm-hmm. my, like, energy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is crazy. It sounds so crazy. Like, I'm out working go away like i travel for like working whatever i bring him with me or whatever and like my girl stays home or whatever we we have a great relationship we're good bro but mm-hmm. like the fact that his negativity and like that traveled over into him arguing with his girl and mm-hmm. then like it just escalated. damn what is my girl doing and i'm like wait a minute no like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what my girl is doing you know what i'm saying like don't Bro, you gotta go. Like, I yeah. like, mean, like, yeah. you just well, gotta separate yourself. And that's Tiquan, all. I know you. I know Tiquan, I know you want to jump in. Give me one second. Yeah, but yeah. I was gonna tell him like the next episode we're actually gonna do. It's an overplayed term, but we're gonna come at it a different way. That toxicity. Mm. You gotta know when something is just not working for you. Whether someone does something too many times. Like this, don't just have to be relationship. This could be a friendship. This could be a job. It could be whatever it is. Like. Once you feel like this thing is just draining my energy, no matter how much I try to cope or put, change my perspective on it or like do it a different way, it's just not changing. Like I gotta change, I gotta change the circumstance then. And mm-hmm. I can't work with this no more. And it's like some I've been in an experience where I try to put friends in a certain position, like yo, I want like when I want to build my business, I want you to do A, B, and C, bro, and you could do this and we're gonna all win together. But you can't you can't put them in something that they're not ready for, whether that's because of their personal life, their mentality, or maybe they just don't see it or have that in them, but they want to get all the rewards and the benefit of it. But it's like, no, like, I want you to, I see a potential in you and I want you to rise to it. But if you don't see that same thing in yourself and you can't stay the course, because it's not always going to be sunshines and smiles. If you can't stay the course, then, then, then you, you don't need to be here. It's just like going to war. Right. I think I read a, um in, in Shoe Dog, which was the uh, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. He said, business is like going to war. Like, you want to be able to, huh? Shoe Dog, you said, right? Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. He talks about the whole journey. It's a great book, bro. And, like, it's like, he said, business is like war. And, like, you literally want to look to the left and to the right and feel like, yo, we could go up against anything. Or, like, I I have trust in these people that I'm with. And just Mm -hmm. even the stuff that people will do to you or try to get over with in the process, literally got to think like war. That's what you got to think. And if you want to get to the top. That's another That's thing. Like, I have a friend that I actually argue with all the time. But, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, like, she cares about my business. She cares about 
the values that I want to instill in my business. She cares about how I treat my people. But like, I could literally be like, nah, that shit's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. But like, I hang up the phone and I think about it and then I call her back and be like, yo, you know, it worked out. But like, yeah. that's just our relationship because I know she has the better in me, but it's just me. Like, nah, this is mine. But like, all right, you got to put your pride aside. This is a real big thing you're taking on. So shut up. Yeah, yeah. Try it out. It all, it all comes down to the people you surround yourself with. And one of the things I used to um, read, I forgot where I read it. I read like a lot of different articles throughout the day and shit like that. But they were saying like, surround, your, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Because now you can learn something from them. You know what I mean? Because we don't know everything. And we'll be, like, fucking ignorant to say that we do know it all. So as far as building your own business, like, you have to go ahead and surround yourself with people, like, on that positive wave of energy. Somebody, like, who gives you, like, maybe a spiritual side of positivity. Maybe a realistic side of positivity. Maybe somebody with the business side of positivity. You know what I mean? You like, just keep dividing that up until you find, like, a nice circle of people who support you through all realms of life. Like, I know, um, for me, I could go to my mom anytime be level-headed about something like she's always going to apply that logic same thing with Rashard. so it's like those are the two people i talk to most of the time when it's like any type of um distortion in my mind you know what i mean if i need some clarity i talk it out with them so it's like anytime you do a business we still need to have those same type of people we can counsel you know what i mean yeah bro i don't want a business with people i can't really like invite to thanksgiving dinner like <laughs> that makes sense too can't eat with you like if we, you know, I can't work with you if we can't, you know what I mean, like actually like eat and converse and be like family, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, I want to. I want to ask both of y'all. So, Tequan, I know you're uh, striving for the entrepreneur lifestyle as well, as far as like personal training and like you know you're building it in your own right. Bud is doing it with his with uh, Bud's Kitchen. I'm doing it with life coaching and a couple other things. I want to ask y'all, what do you feel is well? I want to ask a two part question. What do you feel has been the hardest part of being an entrepreneur? And then I also want to ask, um, what had to change in you the most? Or, like, where did you have to grow the most in order to, like, make this a reality? And, like, and like, like, like that, that, like that uh, adaptation or, like, you just, where, where did you have to adapt? Like, oh, I got I to gotta switch this up. Oh, whether I procrastinate too much or I spend too much money on bullshit or, or I got to be mentally tough. I got to stay up late. I don't know what it is for y'all, but what do you feel like, again, is the hardest thing about like staying committed to this journey or just being in that journey? And then what changed in you the most or had to adapt? You want to go first, bud? Uh, let the sure. guests go, let the guests go first. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, um, man, that was, the second question was a real good question for me. <laughs> it just jumps into like it's not just learning how to like manage your money. It's not just on like honing your craft. Like you got to learn balance too. Like mm. with the people that you like do surround yourself with. Like you can't leave them out of the picture too. You know what I mean? But like I'm gonna answer the first question first. The hardest part. It's just like literally like just learning new things that you thought probably you could never learn. Like for me, like I never thought I could learn taxes, but I feel like the more and more I talk about it, oh, now I know what like taxable like mm -hmm. income is. And like now I know like what to deduct. Now I know what a deduction actually is or now, you know what I mean? Like, so I think it's just like the fear. I think the hardest part is mm. getting over the different fears that you have to encounter. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's not just one. It's like, oh, no. 
you have to just get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that brings comfort. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. so like, I think that's like the hardest part for me. Um, uh, where did I have to grow the most? I think this is completely internal, bro. Cause like, so I was actually like trying to tell Taekwondo this like a while ago. So like, mm-hmm. I like I'm in a great relationship now. Like I'm super happy and mm-hmm. everything. So like, the hardest part for me was literally breaking out of the fear of like, just talking to other women as like, like you know friends. Like friends you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just fear of like, oh like damn yo I know this girl she's also a chef. Elaborate, but then it's like damn like. She's a girl. I got a girl. My girl's not gonna like that. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Like mm-hmm. I can't. I like you gotta get out of the fear of like doing certain things because if you yeah. know it's gonna work for your business, I don't yeah. get fuck. Like excuse my language. I don't care. No, bro, keep it real. Right. <laughs> we curse up here. I don't give a fuck about none of like you can't let your own thoughts stop you from just mm-hmm. at least taking the step of like acting on it. You know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm. you'll never know. But, yeah, like, yeah. so I had to literally, like, have a conversation, like, yo, like, are you okay with this? Or, like, you know what I mean? She's like, yeah, dude. Like, I want you to go out. I want you to network. And I'm just like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, damn, yo, I'm thinking, like, you got the craziest thoughts or whatever. But, like, you're actually thinking, like, damn, why are you sitting in the house all day? Or why are you not talking to as many people as you normally do? Or I'm like, damn, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to make you happy. She's like, I'm happy, but you're not happy. So, mm. You need to just happen so much that happens with me just on a day to day basis of like twisting my thought. Like, my I'd be so up here in my head and I'm twisting all these scenarios and thinking all this stuff, but it's like that person wasn't even doing that or thinking that or well, they, vibing they, like they, that on that level. It's crazy. Right, it's <laughs> and crazy. another thing is just like, yeah, you, yeah, man. It's just like you got to get over that too. Like, you got to get out of your head and just get into like, you just got to take action because you'll never know. And then I'd rather like, I'd rather like, like if I wanted to learn how to do a backflip, I'd rather fail a thousand times and get it on that thousand and one time, and then never like attempting to try it. You know what I mean? Because absolutely, absolutely, it's loving ad- the process. Really, yeah, it's just the process about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even care about the money for real. Like, I love cooking. I know money's gonna come, but like the the like the core values of it is like, damn, I really love doing this shit like i really love seeing people smile when they eat something new or something that they say they didn't like and then they're like oh shit i never had it like that yeah that's that's the best feeling that's the best feeling it just i don't know bro it it's better than we like yeah i'm not saying like, we're the greatest <laughs> but like it's, it's like a real it's like, a drug in itself yeah, like it's like a real like and like a real body high when you really yeah, do yeah, something yeah. you love. Like you really yeah, get yeah. chills and everything. Like it's crazy. It's a natural high, bro. There's no one people yeah. won't understand it until they do it. Yeah. Um, Taekwon, so what what do you feel like is your um the biggest challenge? What was it the the hardest thing about living that entrepreneur lifestyle? And then what do you feel uh, is the way that you either had to grow most or realize this is what I'm gonna have to change up if I want to get to where I want to be. So uh, I agree with but like the whole thing with fair, but I'm gonna take another aspect and say, um, as far as just learning how to take bigger risk, I feel like that's the hardest part as far as being an entrepreneur because a lot of times I like to take the safe bet and I like to like 
you know, um, let things come a natural way yeah. or a natural flow of things. And it's just like, most of the time it don't happen that way. Like you say also, with Char, you like to play in conversations. So like, for me, it's like, oh, I want to promote myself. I'm going to say this bit and then they're going to say that and I'm going to say this to try to promote myself. And then it's like, that's not even my lifestyle. Like, I, like why am I letting it flow like that? I, that's not who I am. Like, I got to sometimes get out of that safety net of like letting things come to me and just go out and chase them a little bit more. You know what I mean? But then when you do, like for me, when I do start training, it's like, yo, this shit is, this shit is dope. Like, and honestly, um, recently I went, I went to, um, Texas recently and I met a couple people when I was like on my way down there and shit. And I was just talking to them. And I was like talking about fitness and like, once they hit that topic, I was like lit up. I'm like, yo, I got mad shit to say on this topic, man. And mm-hmm. it just reminded me like, yo, this is who the fuck you are, bro. This is what you do. Like, mm-hmm. don't ever let nobody take that from you. So it's just like, now yeah. it's like. I got a word to preach kind of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have I have like a newfound sense of security, like within my own self type of thing. Yeah, bro. It's like being the best person in math in that 30 people class. Like you everybody mm-hmm. know that you know the answer, but you like nah. Yeah. nah I ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, like, you try to have to study just like I did, bro. Like like right, it's right, just, right. once you get there, like you're there. Like and then exactly. like so I get that. That's that hundred percent. With that same analogy, that's like, for me, I used to be like when the teacher would like call on somebody to pick the um the answer, like answer this one, I'd be like, yo, I got the answer. And I'm just like looking around like, why nobody else got it? And then she'd be like, oh, Timmy, go ahead. Johnny, go ahead. And then she's like, Taekwon. I'm like, 30. Like, because I may have like that. I'm like mad, you know, insecure, but I'm like, I got the right answer. Like 15 plus 15 is 30. You know what I mean? Like, I got it. And then she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe next time I raise my hand. You know what I mean? It's like, so now it's like, it's like breaking that safety net. It's like, yo, the answer's 30. Like, before she even, like, calling you, like, the answer's 30. I know what that is. That's what I'm finding with myself right now. But now, second part. Oh, go ahead. I was about to say, I used to actually raise my hand real fast so they wouldn't call on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's smart, though. A little little psychology. Oh, it's like man, like <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. You already you you didn't answer the last two, so. <laughs> as far as um, what did I have to change internally about myself? It was more so becoming extroverted and talking to people and communicating in a proper fashion. And I feel like this podcast has helped me to grow in that aspect as well. So when we do this podcast, I'm able to sit in front of the camera. I feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, we got like a lot of great reviews from our listeners, so I feel like. That helps me create something inside of myself, like maybe a new sense of confidence where I can talk to some whole new stranger and they can get on with my program. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just being more extroverted in that aspect is what I had to um, adapt to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would say like um, the first the first one was uh, the chat. Like, honestly, like I, I honestly feel like I was made for this because I love it so much. So I, what I'm gonna say is was like challenging, but it was all, I loved it though. So it's hard for me to say, but like um, the the fact that everything literally well, yeah, I say the fact that literally everything starts and ends with you, like because Taekwondo was like how you said like with the risk thing, like I'll be the one to take a risk. Sure, I may think something. I'm gonna have a logical plan in place, but I have no problem going for it, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's literally the fact that once you do that, you have to know, like, you can't say, why did this get done? Oh, I think John uh, in the office B, he did. No, it's you, bro. It, mm-hmm. you, it makes you look yourself in the mirror. It makes you look yourself in the mirror. So 
I guess it was the hardest where like so more so the um the the uh the okay. fact that it all starts and ends with you, I loved it, but that is also a challenge because it's like you could want like you could have these entrepreneur thoughts before you go out and take the leap, but until you're really in it, when you like yo, rent is due and I gotta get a client pretty soon, that's <laughs> a different type of pressure, right? Yeah. So I loved it, but it was also new, new waters. And then like initially I would get in the rut or the thinking where I would look at people and I'm like, cause cause to be built for the entrepreneur journey is almost like a it's a gift and a curse almost because like it's a beautiful gift. But like we talked about how uncomfortable it could be at a job where some people don't feel that discomfort. So initially I would look at other people and be like, man, you got it so easy. Cause I looked at myself like I'm cursed, like in a good way, but I, I'm cursed. Like mm-hmm. you get to go to this nine to five job. All you had to do was do well in the interview. You got this job and your salary a year and you don't have to worry about nothing besides showing up on time and doing what you're told to do. I wish, not that I wish I had it, but I was like, I kind of like for that moment, it's like you envy them a little bit because it's like you got it so easy. And then my, but it like the second thought is I know I'm going to get there. I know I'm going to make even more than that with my business. But like when you're first starting that shit and you at ground zero, it's like, I wish I had it as easy as you. I got to wake up at four in the morning every single day. That's what I was doing. And then I'd go out, go to different companies and try to build partnerships with other establishments. Some days, all I get was, hey, we'll have so-and-so follow up with you. Hey, take this business card. Hey, um, we'll give you a call back. And I'm like, I know you ain't going to call me back. Or, hey, can I get their number? No, here's their email. Send them an email. He ain't going to get back to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, like, kind of, like, it was like I couldn't help but to go and try to attain that life of freedom but i knew that there was so much risk with it but though there is a high reward also at that early moment i was like falling into like places where it's like damn i wish i could buy that or like i wish rent was covered without me even having to worry about nothing um but it was like just that dichotomy because it was like it's like the gift and the curse like it's a beautiful thing knowing that you have no ceiling now and you can make whatever happen, but you actually have to take the steps and make it happen where they can just go to the job because they did good on the interview, get there on time and they have a guaranteed salary coming to them. I wish I had that, but then again, I wish I don't. So it was like that dichotomy is hard. It's hard, but I hope I make sense. Kind of makes you like be accountable for your, like your own. And like, I really didn't do shit today. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. starts to kick It's gonna in. show. It's gonna show in that account if you ain't go if you ain't been hustling. Mm-hmm. And, and and it was like and, and we also as entrepreneurs have to make multiple streams of income. We can't just start and stop with one thing. It's a mindset, it's a whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, boom, what else can I do? Like personally, I'm working on a book. I'm almost done with it, but I'm about to publish it any day now. But it was like, okay, so all right, I got to build a business. This is like the in-person real thing. This is like the bread and butter. But then I got to keep up with social media because I got stuff I want to release. I want clothing I want to put out. I got, you know, a book or all stuff. Okay, so that's another job. I got to get that right, whatever. Boom, I want to get into real estate one day too. Like, So it's like, and I want to keep myself fit. I want to keep my diet right. So mm-hmm. I also think that a key ingredient to being an entrepreneur is you, it's the saying of how you do one thing is how you do everything. You got to have a mindset of like, I'm going to go hard on all levels. Like, it's just going to become who I am. If I choose to do something, I'm going to go hard in it. Whatever that is, if that's a relationship, if that's a career path, like an entrepreneur, like, you know, your endeavor, your your niche or whatever that path is. Um, if it's social media, 
I got to be on at all times. And that's also, I was listening to a podcast um, by Prince Donnell like months ago. I don't know if y'all know who he is. He's some guy on social media, but like he does, he's no. pretty, he's pretty known on social media. He's an entrepreneur too, but he was looking up, like he was doing research on a bunch of billionaires and he said one common ingredient is that they go hard in everything. So to reach a billion, you got to go hard in family. You got to go hard with fitness, whatever your goals are, whatever is priorities to you. Don't say oh, only this one's important. Yeah. No, I, I approach everything with this passion. Like this is just a way of being like how Kobe would say Mamba mentality. That's how he approaches picking up his daughter from school. I got to be on point. I got to be the first in line. That's how he approaches basketball, how he approaches writing books, how he approaches doing movies. It's everything. So uh, that was the chat, like that accountability that Bud brought up was like, that is one way I can say that I had to really grow, but it was mm-hmm. a beautiful thing too, because it's literally like advancement. It's leveling up. It's it's evolving. Like Because I know I'm going on a tangent. It's the last thing I'll say about this, but like, there's only we only have now, right? We only have the present. Like the past is something that you remember, and it's part of your present moment because, like, just right now you're thinking of it, but it's not happening right now. And the future is like anticipation of what could happen, but that may not happen. So it's not even real till you get there. So we only have now that just keeps happening, and then it, it keeps happening. Like it just keeps happening, and then like it happening. Let's say three days from now, that's the future. But it's, even when I'm in the future, I'm in now. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm saying that to say mm-hmm. that right now we embody the weakest version of ourselves and the best version of ourselves. It's about what we decide to tap into. So when I say, like, oh, I got to evolve or we evolved, like, what was the biggest way that you had to adapt or the biggest thing that you had to change? It's beautiful because there was, like, that friction, like, that tension of, like, I got to break out almost like that, uh, what is it, a butterfly out the cocoon. Like, just that shaking and then you finally break out. It's literally, like, I just tapped into a different side of me that was always here. It's just about if we chose to bring it to life or keep it dormant. But everything, like, the millionaire bud, the millionaire taekwon, the millionaire me is right now. Like, that person exists right now. But do you have the courage to wake that person up or the the homeless person of all of us lives in us right now. Mm-hmm. And we want to tap into that because that determines a different uh, set of behaviors that we'll practice on a day-to-day basis in our now. And then it'll give us that reality. So it's literally like whatever we choose to do, like, and, and I think by making the choice of trying to be an entrepreneur and like growing and stuff, it, we're choosing to wake up a different side of us that was there even when we was 10 years old, but it was just maybe dormant, you know, or it showed up in little ways. But I think we should all be proud that we're trying to, you know, we're bringing that thing to life. There's no more waiting. You know what I'm saying? It's like now is go time, you know? That's a fact. That's a fact. So let me ask you, um, but, you know, we got the food, we got the pop-up shops going on. What's next? I mean, I see you got the shirt going on too. You do want to do some merchandising? Like what's, what's next? I actually do want to, uh, Get some like, like some aprons, like some custom aprons, which would be kind mm-hmm. of. That's cool. Um, well, that'd be dope for sure. Also have uh, spices right now. Right, like, right. A spice line. Well, not a whole spice line, but I'm creating one. I want to do. Um, right now, I have an all-purpose seasoning. Uh, this Cajun coffee rub, what I use for like steak or like ribs or something mm-hmm. like. Um, I have a, a seafood seasoning. It's kind of like a blackened seasoning, but it's 
is more on the citrusy side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and another one is like a smoky ranch, mm-hmm. but uh, like a smoked ranch kind of flavor. But I use that for like like a wing sauce or like popcorn flavors or something like that. That's another thing too. The popcorn flavors is what I'm working on. Okay. Like I so really can... tap into like getting in like stuff into grocery markets because I don't want to like I don't want to. I, I want to pay somebody to make my recipe and sell it to other people mm-hmm. and get money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, hard. can people buy that? Like, can I buy that stuff from you? Like, is there a website I could buy that? Like, you know, I have a website, uh, budskitchen.com. And mm-hmm. uh, you can buy the shirts on there, but I have to update it. Like, uh, I got uh, new black shirts, they're up there. But, like, as people purchase, you actually have to go into the website and be like, all right, minus one medium. So like actually gotta just up update that. But uh I got that and on the website, that's it, just the shirts. But you could also uh just hit me up um my uh on Instagram, you could hit me up at uh, Chef JB eighty one and uh DM me about spices or dinner dates. That's what I really like doing the dinner dates. Like, yeah, bro. People don't really know what to do for like somebody's birthday. Just Hire a private chef and then just leave it all up to me. Mm, I like that, bro. I that like that. They love like, it. So do you see Buzz Kitchen having its own physical location? What do you see yourself growing with that? I don't know yet. Because I don't okay. think, like, I think Buzz Kitchen would be more of, like, its own private dining and catering service. And then if I wanted to yeah. grow into something else, I honestly think, like now with all the knowledge of like the tax benefits and stuff like that, I think I would just start a new business. You know what I mean? Like maybe like a a t-shirt company or something like that. Like, uh, but like far as that, like I kind of just want to, the goal is really just to feed as many people as I can. Like for Thanksgiving, I think I'm going to do my first like charity thing. So I'm going to like take all the money, not all the money I got, but I'm going to take a decent money. I'm going to try to feed as many families as I can. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, Thanksgiving. So create like a little menu and then just donate some food to people. And uh, I had a meeting with this girl on Saturday and her father actually does nonprofits where they actually do stuff like that for like Thanksgiving. So like I tell you, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you have all these crazy ideas, they come into fruition. You just can't really give up. Because I was like, I want to feed like a thousand people. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, you do it. Like, it's just me. So, like, but then you start reaching out to people, and then, like, you know, people just be like, oh, I know this person. I know this. I do. Like, oh, shit. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, just <laughs> plug me in. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you just build those relationships with people and go from there. So who knows, man? Who, who really knows? That's the thing. It's all about how much you believe in yourself. Because like you said, once you reach out or you put yourself out there, you'd be surprised how many people actually believe in what you're doing and like want to want to mess with it like and just help you grow as well like and innately people want to help other people so if they can't they'll at least point you into the direction of someone that can and that's one thing i learned for those who listen and who like really into being an entrepreneur like when you're first starting first of all you may have to do a couple volunteer services for whatever thing you're offering just to get your name out there some word of mouth you rub elbows with the right people but also if knowing that people essentially want to help the other person as much as they can 
if you go to an establishment or whatever, and you're trying to get a partnership or some business, and they say no or they can't help you for some reason, always ask for referrals. Well, do you know anyone who, who can? Do you know anyone who can benefit from what I'm offering? And they'll say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take these three emails down. To, uh, message my guy, so-and-so. He should be get, able to get right back to you. Or, you know what? I'll give him a call, and then he'll reach out. Like, don't just stop at, you know, no doesn't always mean, like, there's nothing there, no opportunity. Just just try to figure out how can I finagle it and make something worth my while. Like, okay, I didn't get in through this door, but he showed me the way to the I still got in. Yeah. As long as you in, you in. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's now, I don't know if we get in, like, high on time because I have one, I think, another question that's, that may be good. So make that the last question, and then we get money. All right. So something we can all relate to. How... Well, I want to start with Bud. How important is it to you to have in this entrepreneur journey the right partner with you? Like, what can a bad partner do to your entrepreneur journey? And I mean relationship. Like, like what? What? As in, like, uh, like spouse relationship or like business? Yeah, spouse relationship. Like, and I'm not saying like whether they want to be hands-on in your business with you or they just want to be a supporter, how important is it to have someone that gets you and that's on the same page as you? Because I think some key ingre- one key ingredient that you don't hear people who talk about this entrepreneur journey from the biggest of the biggest, most popular ones who talk about it to the smallest, I think sometimes we miss the small ingredients. Like they'll tell you, wake up early, work hard, uh, do this, you know, whatever. They tell you, my wife wakes me up at four yeah, o'clock. Yeah, morning. like it'd be the realest. They don't talk about the real gritty, real. Like one day I want to do like honestly like a Netflix type of series or something like that, where like we talk about like it's like a it's like a like a ten let's say episode uh, season that that is like the real raw stuff of an entrepreneur journey. Like, but anyway, that's a separate side note. But you know, this is the stuff people don't see. Like when you come home and you're living your home life and just having that great support system, even the superstars we see, basketball players, whoever, a lot of time when you peel back the layers and see the foundation, okay, they has they had a real good person like in their corner and working with them. Do you feel like, hey, a man, you know, like do you feel like it's not that important? Do you feel like it's kind of important? Do you feel like it's ultimately necessary? Like what do you feel? And then Taekwon, let me know what you feel about that, like having that right person on your side when you want to be successful okay okay i think it's important because i actually i think like like when you say partner now it's like all right yo like your spouse or whatever so like honestly i think every entrepreneur every good man or good whatever has a you know like a strong woman Mm -hmm. there and she doesn't necessarily have to be like you know, like, the best cook or the best whatever, but, like, she makes sure that, like, oh, you got a goal? All right, I'm going to do this so you don't have to because it might take time away from your your dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And vice versa, you have to be aware of that and be like, oh, damn. Oh, you got a goal? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to work on Thursdays because I know that's the day you want to do, you know what I mean, date night or whatever. You got to yeah. really... I think it's important because it, it kind of disciplines you. It kind of it kind of opens up like you know like conversations like yo like how was your day like you're not getting lost in you know running a business because you do get lost like you get lost in your friends like you miss birthdays. You, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think people really like they see people on Instagram and shit like my food looks good but like bro I be tired but like mm-hmm. I like 
if I don't post this today, like that one person that could change my life might not see it. So like I'm like, yo, I gotta post. Like that's the like the brain set I be having. But like I know that like I gotta go to bed soon. So like you mm-hmm. really gotta have that balance. So I think that's mm-hmm. important too, because it kind of instills some type of values that like you may not have, like you may have never learned these values, but I guess with the busy lifestyle and you're not only like living like for yourself anymore. You kind of yeah. constantly like take like take that like step back and be like, oh, okay, I have been working like twelve hours in a row. Like I don't even know if she ate all day. You know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. <laughs> you got to actually take time. To- yeah, I I'll be also like I'll be working so hard. I'm like, oh damn, she did text me three hours ago. I completely forgot. <laughs> be like. Oh, like, you know, you just gotta kind of just, you know, do what you can. But, like, if she understands, she understands. But, like, that's all the time, bro. They gotta understand that, like, I know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, we together or whatever, and it's supposed to be cute and whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not gonna stop my dream for you. That doesn't mean I don't love you. Mm -hmm. That just means that, like, I'm going to make it and I'm on to something. So just ride. If you don't want to ride, that's cool. We can be the best of friends. But at the end of the day, like I'm right. on to something and just, just ride with me. Yo, I promise you. Or, and even if it don't work out, they have to support mm-hmm. that. You tried to chase something that you was passionate about. Yeah. That's fine. Bro, like, I got so much stuff I could say to that, but I'll let Taekwondo take it. And then I'll just say my piece on it. Right. Right. Um, so as far as the importance of a partner with building a business, I think, think it's an integral part um they have to be a little bit they have to be keen to like he said your wants and needs and desires but they also have to be supportive and i feel like a lot of times when you meet somebody it's hard to sit there and tell them like yo this is what i'm building and i need you to be here with me otherwise we can't mesh together sometimes it's a little bit easy if you're already in a relationship and you like roll over here babe i'm about to you know about to start a little something something you you on board it's easy to share an idea like that as opposed to going on the first date or having somebody come back into your life after you haven't had them, like an ex-girlfriend or whatever, and you just say, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Meet me here. It's hard to have everybody else on that 100% level of dedication that you have for your, your craft. So um, it, it's important, and I feel like it can be really beneficial as far as, like Rashad said, waking, having, you know, maybe that partner wakes you up in the morning when you can't get up. Maybe there's just an extra little nudge just to get you out of bed, just to remind you that you're chasing something great. And a lot of times people don't realize, realize when you build a business, you don't have those friendly interactions anymore. Like sometimes like when you text back, it's like, yo, I just need to text the important shit real quick. Cause I'm building something else. That partner that you have has to be able to like, reciprocate that as well. Don't be just texting me, notifying me like, yo, I had dinner. Dinner was good. You know, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do that. I, I know you want to talk to me and everything like that, but it's like, I'm building something. I'm working. So if you got something important to say, let's go chop it up real quick. If not, let me work, and I'm gonna make some time for you. Understand that when I have my free time, that's our time. You know what I mean. But when you're building something, there's like very little, uh, very minimum amount of time that you have to share with everybody else. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. while you're doing that, you're taking away from the education of being an entrepreneur, which means learning taxes, learning marketing learning business strategies, learning side investments. It's so much shit you could be doing as opposed to just having one-on-one conversations with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, think yeah, I feel like... Go ahead. No, I was thinking, like, that. that's important because, uh, yeah, 
I lost my thought. The self-education is something that a lot of people don't understand about being an entrepreneur. Like I could be on, I could be at the crib watching YouTube all day, but I may be learning something off of YouTube. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And everybody be like, "Oh, you just watching TV?" No, 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 no. I'm watching something to you know either uh, juice and my entry. creative, enhance my creative juices or something like that, or I'm learning something that I never knew before. It's just like the self-education comes in many different forms. You know what I mean? If I go to a restaurant and I talk to people, like for Bud, like if you go to a restaurant, you talk to people, or talk to the chef, that may be you marketing yourself and, and learning more information. You know what I mean? Oh, how do I make this? Oh, okay, I'm going to go home and recreate it. Or I'm going to enhance it in a certain way. You know what I mean? So entrepreneurs are visionaries that see the world differently. And you kind of got to just be on point with us and let us do what we have to do to grow. But then at the same time, be ready for us when we need you. Because a lot of the times we're going to take on all the work by ourselves. We're going to try to be like, yo, I'm going to do 110% by myself. And then like shorty may be able to kick in that extra 10, 20 if you need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. like, And I feel like, you know, I agree with a lot of what both of y'all said. So like someone I always been from day one was like, my purpose is the most important thing to me. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I know what it was life experience. But like, I remember when I was like 19 years old, but I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew that like there yet but i had the vision at least i was like okay like i know what i'm here for i know what i want to do i say even 18 but it was a process of like actually getting to be ready for that so but once i knew what i wanted to do i always had my purpose first like and i would tell a woman like literally if i just met him we're talking like you know they asked how about relationship or what about this and that i'll say honestly my first baby is my goals and my purpose like that's my baby and everything else comes secondary to that and I really didn't care if it offended them or not, but I could. But I had to let you know what it was from the jump because even when you're not here, or if I thought I was gonna be with so and so forever, they yeah. left. But this is still here. This is what's most important. Right. This is why I was designed. That's what a purpose is. Like, you know, this phone, like the the it has it was created for a reason. We the fact that we all exist means that there is a purpose behind us. Like, so behind us being here. So like, mm-hmm. I think that without a woman, let's say I'm speaking from a man's perspective. Without a woman, we can still accomplish great things. But I will say that as a man is on his path, on his journey, a lot of times you happen to stumble across the woman. You don't plan it. It's something okay. that, like, usually if it lasts for a long time, you and it's something significant, you never planned it. But it was placed there for a reason. So in my life, when that has happened, my endeavors in business skyrocket. So I think we can be successful without... But once you have two people that's equally yoked, and obviously y'all connected on multiple levels, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all these levels, much it's a deeper reciprocation than when you're just talking to your boy. Like it's it's it, that's his own thing. Like especially if you have a childhood friend, it's like okay, like that's my boy. Like you know we we go way back. But when you become like you, we know that we go to another level with a woman. Like yeah. it's like that type of reciprocation because she really gets you. If she's the right one, right? So, like, I can say, hey, I'm doing a podcast. Next thing I know, I got a surprise to my door. Oh, hey, I sent you a mic. I got you a microphone. I know you want to do the thing that you was doing. Mm. Or you have a Exactly, right? <laughs> or, you, like, you had a hard-ass day trying to get partnerships, and she knows you've been working hard, great, like, all day and all week, really. And then Friday, you come back. You know, she wants to give you a massage. She got a, your favorite wine, let's say. And she set up a little date for you. Like, it's mm. like... That, yeah, like your boy, some boys may do something that obviously not. Oh, you know, sure, that's mad. Not gonna do that stuff, but like <laughs> they, they hook you up, but it's not gonna be to that level because it's like y'all have a different investment each in each other. So, 
I'm, I would say that again, like, and again, let me add on to what I said real quick. They supply that balance because there's times like when I moved to Florida by myself and I was working a job just to be on my feet and have some form of income coming to me. It was like, I was literally, I had no family, no friends out here. It was just like, I would come home some days. I'm like, yo, I had the fucking worst day ever at work. Like, and I'm like, who do I tell? It's just me. So I can deal with it. I can I can muscle that, but it's a different feeling when you have someone that actually cares and you can sometimes have, you know, you know, because we're human at times have a shoulder to lean on, like metaphorically, like, you know, but it's like it's just having that support. And like I said, like they they they'll, you know, they may know your favorite food. So you're going through a rough week, hey, I got your favorite food for you. I did this, I did that. So you or let's just go bowling, let's go play, whatever. Like, I don't know, like the fact that you have someone that can be equally yoked with you on multiple levels that adds value to a business now that those people i don't think that you're going to meet many of them in your life some people just get caught up dating and maybe this person helps you out for two months and y'all link up for a little bit and that is what it is and then you move to the next one i don't know or some people just live a life where it's like it's just me i'm just doing my own thing i do i'm not here to judge and say which one's better than the other because i think you can find value in all those but in my experience it's like I've seen how it is to do everything on my own. And then when you have that really gets you, not just like, oh, this is this is a little fling or whatever, that really gets you and they care about what you're doing and they down with your program and your vision and your purpose, there's nothing like it, bro. And, and I feel like it skyrockets because you got two minds, two energies pouring into this thing over time. And over time, it's going to eventually go somewhere. So that's and my experience. That women okay. can make a man do damn near anything, bro. Like, yeah. you She'd be like, you got to make a million dollars. Not for me, but for you. Yeah. You'd be like, you know what? I'm tripping. I need to do yeah. something with my life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Women do something to men where, like, I really got to, like, do something. Especially well, the white woman. The white woman. already on her shit. you like, damn, like, you on your shit. I can't have you taking care of me. Like, it's right. okay if we have the you pay, I pay. But, like, you can't yeah. pay all the time. Or, yeah. like, nah, you got to do something. Yeah. Fire and honestly, like the the trick and the key is, is that if, if guys are struggling in their relationships, a woman doesn't want to be around a guy who's not doing nothing with his life. We gotta have the purpose. So don't feel bad about putting that first, because that's what's gonna keep her around anyway. Because like, if you're just sitting around doing nothing all day, and she has nothing to be motivated by and inspired by and see a vision for her life. Like, why would she want you to lead that relationship? Or why would she want to stay on that ship to see where that ship is going? It's like, this is, this is, what, what am I doing here? Like, you know, mm-hmm. so we got to be on our purpose as a man. Like, I feel like we're in, we're fulfilled once we're really trying to improve ourselves just a little bit every day. Like just literally mm-hmm. just a little bit. If you read 10 pages more of a book today, you got a little bit better. If you read those 10 pages, then you hit the gym, even if it was for 30 minutes, cause you had a crazy ass schedule and you are entrepreneur you got, you got, you know, I don't know, a hundred more dollars this month than you got last month, you are improving. And if you keep with that mindset over a year, two years, three years, we're still young. So mm-hmm. t- a man doesn't reach his prime till 35. So right. we got time. Like if we keep the same mindset, like making perfect. some of the right decisions and just keep it going, man, we we about to take over the world. You know, that, like, really is that like is that like scientifically proven? Yeah, like biologically, yeah. we reach our prime. And um, meaning like, okay, obviously like you may get a bad hip, like you may age physically, <laughs> but it's a, like studies show that like pretty much 
at 35. Well, this is a whole this is a whole other situation. I can go into the woman's side of it too, but 35 is when a man is usually he he's going to be in his uh, most fulfilled like physical build. Like 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 we're pretty much not changing much after 35. We may like you know, but basically it's like business wise, business wise, security wise, <laughs> his mentality. Because when our 20s we're like we're not teenagers no more, but we're not fully whatever. By 30, you know who you are. Um, if you have been taking care of your health throughout your 20s or whatever, by the time you're 35, you're going to look, you're still going to look great if you've been taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you're not going to look like a 65 year old, but you, you're going to look good. Like you're going to mm-hmm. be most mentally secure, most financially secure. If you've been taking care of yourself, you're physically, physically fit. Like we've yeah. been sold this program that like, yo, I'm, I'm 30. I should have my whole life figured out. or I don't know what's going on. No, nah, we just now reaching our prime at 35. So whenever we get to 35, so, you know, that's when we're a man in our fullness. That's when we're a man in our fullness. Like, I feel good that you said that now. Well, yeah, bro. <laughs> like, but keep going. Like, and so imagine what you're doing right now. You go every single day. Like, you you are obviously know about the food stuff, so you keep your health, your diet right. You got uh, the mentality. Well, what I'm saying, what? And there's always room for improvement. Like, I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. Guy. But I feel what you're saying. Though. I definitely yeah. understand. You. So, so imagine you hitting the gym, right? You hitting the gym on a often enough basis, decent diet. You continue on your entrepreneur journey. You know who you are once you're 30. I feel like by 30, we know who we are. Like in the sense of like, you know your tendencies, you know your you weaknesses, you know your strengths. Yeah, you get to this point where it's like, you know, I'm uh, I'm secure in myself. Right. And, and if you keep like just again applying yourself in the financial aspect as well, you'll be secure. So, and, and women, a younger, like let's say a woman in her 30s, a woman in her 28, 27, a 35-year-old man who got his shit together, he's, he, he got the most, that's what it is, he has the most choosing potential too, like options, like, because when he reached that age, he's so, you're attractive to people on both sides. A 20-something-year-old girl finds you attractive if you got your shit together at 35, and someone who's 40 does too. Like it's you know because because it's like you're not too young but you're not too old yeah, and right in that men- again you're mentally stable financially stable if if everything is all the chips fall how they should mm-hmm. you know physically fit as simple as that science right there what about a woman when does a woman like enter their prime uh they their prime is from from fifteen to twenty five see I knew it I knew oh, it was like, we, we, we reach we we there. <laughs> Bro, there's a whole different. There's a whole science to this. Let me get my water real quick. There's I thought women science. got their shit later. Why do we say something about about women in their forties? But like, I always thought women got their shit later. No, no, that's that's for women to probably hype themselves up. But listen, when women are like obviously fifteen to twenty five, when do you think they go through? Like, let's just be completely honest. When they go through the whole phase, right? Um, when do they have the most options? Like in a sense of like when I'm, so, I'm talking about think about college. Any woman watching right now acting like she ain't go through some stuff in college, you oh, lying. Phase was college. <laughs> oh, high school. It could be high school. It could be slightly after. Like uh, what? I'm, okay, okay. Put it like this. What I'm saying is, after 25. Okay, when do when do women want to start settling down and getting married as they're approaching 30? Right. Like fucking 22. Some. Not, not <laughs> some. Some. Some, but what I'm, I'm saying is, average woman, maybe okay, 25 to 27, right? Right, 25 to, by 30. They like, we if they if they're not married by that time, we Houston, we got a problem. But the thing is that they was okay, 
just how we have our biggest choosing potential at 35, they have their biggest poten- choosing potential from 15 to 25. Like, basically, when a 22-year-old hot chick, 23, 24, 25, that's, she's not getting any hotter than that. Biologically, this is the, y'all don't gotta get mad. Like whoever's listening, don't get mad at me. I'm just saying biologically, <laughs> they're not they're like that. That like they and they know this instinctually, and you know their eggs may be getting closer to you know having to be. I'm not even. I'm about to not even get to. So I don't want to start offending people. <laughs> but, but like another episode. But, but, like, like, but like, but like, yeah, by like 35, like yeah, yeah, we know it slows down. But like basically, they're choosing power. Like. That's why they want. They're basically going after the, the the best meals they can find. That's why in high school they want the star of the basketball team, star of the football team. You know, they 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 want the hottest dude. Like if whatever the case. But by 30, 28, don't you start noticing girls settle? Like, oh, why is she with him? Oh, because she got two kids now. Because she was running around with these dudes who was doing their thing too. Now you don't got knocked up, and now you want to settle for the dude that you would never even pay any mind to in high school because you know that that prime is slowing down and men reach hours later so we're going to go through our heartbreak and stuff early not to say that women don't go through heartbreak early we're gonna we're gonna go through our experiences but by 35 like i said we're uh we're most fulfilled we're still youthful but we know who we are we're experienced mentally we should be in a good financial spot yada 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 where we have choosing potential. So if a woman, there's there's a lot of good, there's good women out there too. But like, if you was messing around by from 15 to 25, don't be coming at me at 35 with you know 100 bodies talking about something. Yo, you trying to wife me? No, no, nah, cause, it's because I got my choosing potential. I got my choosing. <laughs> that's why you see guys that are like 30s and they're 30 somehow with a girl in her early to mid 20s because it's like. That's when he has his most choosing potential, and that's when she look at Jay Z and Beyonce when they get together. That's when she's at her prime and he's at his prime. Mm-hmm. That's when they're at their prime. So that's why that happens. But it is what it is, man. It is what it is. All right. Well, time to wrap up this conversation. We're yeah, going on for a little bit. I'm about to go to Tangent. And, and this man right here is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like, like so. it to work out, bro. I'm like 35 to prime. <laughs> Damn, bro! Like I gotta do push-ups in the morning or something. Yeah, I mean the self-improvement is always good. So, like you know, a lot of times we don't really um, we don't know what we can improve on until it's too late. Sometimes and that's why we gotta take ourselves outside of ourselves, and that makes us entrepreneurs. That makes us visionaries because we get to see like, yo, there's a problem within, and that's why I can analyze that and fix that ahead of time. So, um, all right, just to wrap it up now. But I want to thank you so much because I know. From the day Rashad and I started this podcast, you've been in a supporter. You've been a background supporter. I know you've been trying to tap into like the live videos that we used to do. You tried to tap into as many sure. of our audio sessions you could. So I thank you for that. It's nice that it's like a full 360 now. We got you on the show, you know, showing you love. So yeah, thank you for stopping by, my guy. That was even before I even thought about having a business. I was just like supporting. <laughs> and then I actually was like, damn, yo, they actually talk about some real shit. <laughs> like these dudes I went to high school with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was a good man. I appreciate y'all for having me though. This is actually yeah, fun. And uh real I don't know, I kind of take a lot away from it that I didn't think I would have too. Like more clarity on the thoughts that I already had, like, oh, so that is right, or I shouldn't be doing that, or you know what I mean? Like, so you just take away some things from this. 
these conversations. It's like the little round table where like we have the same meeting of the minds where it's like we're all in our entrepreneur journey. So now you come into the table and you realize, yo, I'm not alone in this shit. It's like other people I can relate to type of shit. You know what I mean? Black <laughs> talk. <laughs> bro like, i want right. to say I, I appreciate you coming on bud i had a hell of a time like just all three of us talking and just chopping it up uh sharing ideas and stuff i definitely enjoyed my time so bro thank you for for coming on we're going to continue to support you and yeah. we're just gonna you know keep that good energy exchange for bro i'm down uh yo if you have another uh podcast about like i don't even know any topics but these topics be so good like just yeah. Do one of those. I'm gonna call a friend things. Just ask. Word. I got you. <laughs> no, we definitely gonna hit you again. We this ain't gonna be the last yeah, one. Yeah. This ain't that, gonna be the last one. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> no deal. So let the people know where they can find you at. Uh, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, you in okay. Pittsburgh now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I moved all the way out to Pittsburgh. Been out how is it? Years. You said how is it? How is it out in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Pittsburgh is beautiful, but. I don't really like it because I've been here. I don't know. I got I I got used to like bouncing around, but now yeah. I'm like I found somewhere I like, but now I'm like I can't stay here. But the stagnation like, of it. I'm like I like it. But, <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's good and um, it's real like city like. Okay. So anybody in Pittsburgh that want to get some food, you can holler at Chef Bud. Drop your Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. Instagram is uh, Chef JB81. Uh, hold up, hold up. You got some underscores in that, right? You got to let them know exactly. Isn't there some underscores? underscores. Oh, it's not? Okay, okay. My bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my hey, personal bro, thing. at me like that, man. He grilling me like, yo, bro, we trying to get this <laughs> over with. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. This Chef JB81. And um, you can go on the website, budskitchen.com. You can send a message there, buy a shirt. If you don't see the size of your shirt, just tell me you want one. I'll send one or just let me know what you want. I got you. Copy, copy. Rashad, where they can find you at, man? I mean, y'all can find me wherever you're not. Now, let me stop. Uh, You can find me on Instagram (laughs) at Rashad underscore Neil. You can find me on Facebook at Rashad Neil. uh, RashadNeil.com. YouTube is the same. Uh, am I missing anything? Email. If you want to email me, y'all got questions, feedback, support, email me at freedomfitcoaching at gmail.com. I think that's it. Snapchat. I don't really use it like that, but Richard.neil. I may I may pop on here and there. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the, right. the, 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 bro, we didn't even say on the last one, the podcast. Y'all can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. But go ahead, bro. We didn't say that last time, man. They should already know that, but I got you, man. And, you know, you can always find me on All I Do Is Fit on Instagram, Snapchat, Taekwon Lino on Facebook. All right? That's it.